You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, good afternoon to you. It's great to be chatting with you again. And you, Richard, how have you been? Yeah, great. No, um, enjoying um, in the last, I thought I'd share with you the last few weeks, um, getting back to church in some format. Yeah. Um, And I thought I'd talk with you about the the greeting etiquette at the moment. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? (laughs) I'm I'm very, uh, I I really like, despite being an introvert, I do like being with people and uh, coming back to church in its uh, various forms at the moment. I've had the full spectrum of um, a, uh, a big hug with a, yep. uh, a a friend, um, a lady, an old friend uh, from uh, uh, one of our congregations. Um, I've done the reach out with my hand and get offered an elbow, and I've given the elbow. <laughs> and, and I think Awkward. probably <laughs> someone else put out a hand and I've offered an elbow. I, I, um, <laughs> and I've done a legit handshake. So I've had all of those, and a little, I've also had a little side hug. To, to oh, a, that's nice. A male oh, friend the the full I'm, spectrum. Like, what do you so, do then? <laughs> I've, um, yeah, so I've tried them all out and um, it's all been fine. A little bit awkward here in the end. But uh, yes, I'm in, in enjoying that. Yes. <laughs> have you, have, how have you navigated this? Uh, this uh, how have I navigated it? I mean, I don't often do a massive gesture when I see someone. No, you're not um, a handshakey. No, big... no, I would shake. A gentleman's hand, if I haven't met them before, yes, but not a lady's hand. <laughs> and I would, I sometimes feel an instinct to hug people. I'm not a big hugger, but yeah. I feel like that's what they would like. So I, you know, and it, it, it's part <laughs> of our relationship now. So I quite enjoy that it's part of our relationship now. Yeah, but yeah. most of the time, I feel like I'm doing something wrong if I hug someone <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be seen hugging this person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I, I think. I do an awkward, uh, like, hand wave. <laughs> well, that's that's probably the co- most COVID-safe option. You are you are leading the way there, Joe. Um, oh, it's a strange time we live. In. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the the warmth of people and seeing people physically has just been lovely. So, oh, um, it's so good. Just the uh, that positivity has uh, overcome, overwhelmed any sense of, oh, I you know, you I offered a hand, you gave me an elbow. Yeah, um, that's right. That's okay. No, We're everyone's together. cool. A big laugh and then you move on. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so great. So that's, um enjoying oh. that and um yeah, interesting to hear your your strategies for greeting. So uh <laughs> we can give them an awkward sideways uh, like hand wave anytime you want, Richard. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's in the repertoire as well. <laughs> okay, great, I've, great. <laughs> I haven't done a now and again even a salute. Have you ever saluted someone? <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who would you salute? Oh, like a like a fairly um, you know a formal someone who's maybe a little formal, a little stiff um, in their manner, but quite friendly. I'd just be walking into church and go, "Salute, good to see you." <laughs> you should try it, Joe. I'm not going to do that, <laughs> but I really want to see that happen one day. <laughs> okay, well, if you, you stand around the front doors of church, you okay. one of these days you may see. Okay. It. 
that's anyway, nice. That's, that's nice. my story. <clears throat> Greetings at church. How about you, Joe? What's okay. uh, been going on? I'm going to tell you a story about how God is really, really kind in how he puts mm-hmm. different people in your life to just mm-hmm. encourage. So about two weeks ago, I was losing sleep. I was losing sleep because I had imagined, you know how houses make noises? You know, yeah. that just the sun makes them stretch or expand and compress. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Creek. Yeah, creaky house. And I'd moved in this house and it was creaking along and I hadn't yet had the termite guy come to do mm. his full inspection and talk about the baiting or whatever he was going to do. Mm. And so I had been whipped up into a frenzy by my own thoughts and fears that mm. a whole side of my house had been chewed out by termites. Mm. Mm. Um, I had started catastrophizing. So, of course, I was going to be declared bankrupt because I'd purchased a house and then it was mm. going to be worth nothing and I was going to have like, no money. So it's quite extreme fears yeah, <laughs> that yeah. were not rational. Um, but I have seen a friend with some issues with termites. So I just, you know, I think it was, I was just fearful. Mm. And so the night before the termite guy came, I was losing sleep, waking up often, just worrying about it and trying to pray and trying to trust God, use all my yeah. strategies I've learned over the years. And the next day, the, day, the termite guy came and I, the whole time I was sitting in the house and he was just basically whacking all the walls to see if there was disintegration because of termites and I was on edge on edge on edge and he comes around the corner he says starts talking about quoting for the next thing he's going to do and I said oh so are there any termites and he goes oh no 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 termites I was like oh cool 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 (laughs) you know like just be chill be chill but inside I was so excited and I was still processing the next day when I woke up and to have a zoom meeting with someone so this friend of mine's in ministry down in Adelaide and she gets on the zoom and I say how have you been and she says, well, this is going to sound a bit random, Joe, but I've actually been really worrying about termites. I was like, <laughs> what? She said, yeah, so it's irrational because I don't have termites, but I've been really stressing about what if I did have termites because there could potentially be termites and I've got this termite guy coming. I said, no way. She said, yes. <laughs> we ended up having this incredible pastoring each other chat for yeah, about yeah. half an hour about how to trust God, change our thinking, manage our thoughts read some Bible about this fear of termites. And it was just this amazing gift. Like what are the odds that you happen to talk to the person who happens to Mm. be also stressing about termites? She's Mm. also single and so wrestling with that, like what have I done in making this decision of buying this house? I just want to get rid of Mm. it, that kind of irrational thinking. Yeah, yeah. it was just this moment where we both looked at each other over Zoom and were like, wow, thank you, God. Because it was that (laughs) 2 Corinthians 1, comfort others with the comfort you've received from God. Like in the moment we were needing comfort. Yeah. Anyway, it That's was so amazing. Great. That's I so know. great. Yeah, what are you both thinking about the same thing at the yeah. same time, stressing about it and yeah. sharing wisdom and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and we ended up, the biggest thing we re- realized was that the answer when we're very fearful about something, something earthy, mm. is not to deal with more and more, like dig more and more into the fear, though that might have yeah. some val- value. It's actually to have more right fear, which is the fear of God. Yeah. So we were both like, right, we need to listen to some Fear of God talks, which I've got, and it was it was really great time. Yeah, that's mm. really precious what you've said there. Yeah. When, yeah. when in the midst of fears, not to go deep diving into them, mm. uh, although there's a place perhaps for you know, appropriate research and so on, but mm. um, to dwell on God and have a mm. right knowledge and fear of God. And mm. Um, mm. that's the key for these sort of situations, which is not mm. just termites, of course. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, so I was awesome. thankful to God for that. It was a real gift of his kindness to us. Yeah, mm. great.
Mm. And what have you been reading the Bible, Richard? Uh, well, I have started in some 1 Samuel and uh, loving that. I, I looked at my little sort of record of my reading and realized I hadn't read Samuel this year or last year. And so I mm. um, was keen. And I've always enjoyed the book, so I was keen mm. to get into it. And uh, a bit I thought I'd share with you and our listeners is just the the way that uh, Hannah prays in chapter one. Um, I love Ooh. this, love it, love it every yeah. time I read it. Um, Hannah is a woman, um, the, the uh, one of two wives of a man called Elkanah, and she's unable to have children and is really suffering and grieving in through that. And um, she prays, and just the way that um, she describes her prayer mm. is just so so good. Um, so I'll read it in one Samuel chapter one, verse fifteen. She's just been sort of accused by the priest of being drunk because of her prayer, sort of postures but she answers not so my lord hannah replied i am a woman who is deeply troubled i have not been drinking wine or beer i was pouring out my soul to the lord do not take your servant for a wicked woman i have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief wow yeah and i i just i, I love that because um she's like this is ultimate vulnerability she really tells mm. um, the priest how where she's at She's deeply troubled. Um, she's experiencing anguish and grief. Mm. And her response is just so God-directed. She is pouring out her soul to the Lord. Mm. You get an image of like a cup being poured out. Um, mm. uh, she's praying out of her great anguish and grief. And um, I think it just blows away any sort of conception of prayer as a stiff thing or formal thing, a... Mm. Um, uh, a, a, a difficult that there's any sort of um, barrier or hostility from God. She's mm. just pouring out her soul, and mm. I reckon it's something yeah, we can imitate, uh, mm. particularly in our moments of great anguish and grief. Mm. I definitely agree, and I think I'm encouraged that God's included this little interlude because it's kind of strange, you know, a priest rebuking a woman for being drunk when she's just praying in her heart. Mm. But it's almost like, yeah, you're meant to see this character of a woman who who takes what she's experiencing, which is this absolute longing and anguish at the same time, and, mm. and takes that to God. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Um, because I often hear people say, you know, I, um, you know, there's these descriptions of praying on your knees and things like that. Yeah, and I've realised I was talking about this with someone just the other day. Physically, I actually don't do that much mm. but yeah well, are you picturing a woman standing or or, or kneeling because she doesn't say anything about her posture or her movement just that she's yeah not. yeah yeah no, that's a good question i wasn't thinking a chair no mm. so i was probably thinking a, a crouching or mm. kneeling or mm. stooping mm. um but the yeah this you kind of the text leaves that open yeah um because it's a physical thing isn't it when you're in that kind of yeah. And like she describes herself as deeply troubled. Yeah, you can imagine yeah. her bos- posture wouldn't have been like upright and arms out in a like power move. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, anyway. not like the Pharisee in the temple or yeah, standing yeah. up there. So mm. yeah, that's a good question. A bit of an interesting tangent potentially. The mm. postures, physical postures of prayer. I had not mm. thought about that, but mm. um, yeah, it does add to it as well. Like mm. um, there's a there's a, a link between our bodies and our yeah our prayer life. I just love that we can have we have a God who we can go to. And mm. we can take our sadness to him. He doesn't just want to hear our, um, 
you know, very nicely packaged requests about the growth of the gospel in Australia oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very Christian idea of prayer. You know, it's, it's not yeah. reciting a mantra or a chant yeah. or um, performing a duty. It's, mm, it's mm. incredibly personal. So, yeah, uh, so enjoying 1 Samuel and just, yeah, loving that passage there. So, mm, that's mm. great. Well, I've been reading um, Gentle and Lowly, which we oh, talked about you yes. having read a little while ago. Um, did have- you finish it? I can't remember if you'd. Finished it on. It's always a good question with me, Joe. But uh, <laughs> yes, I did finish it. It's back on the shelf, picked off. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I've only just started it, um, but I've I've quite enjoyed the experience I've had of reading it. Which is mm-hmm. for anyone who hasn't listened to the previous podcast, Gentle and Lowly is is a book written by a, a brother in Christ over in the US who's keen to encourage people to see Jesus' heart and that he has this absolute love and gentleness and care for those he wants to save. And, he, and the, word of comp- the word compassion keeps being repeated. And um, I guess he's trying to emphasise that we can see um, Christ's compassion in his work, but also mm. he reveals it to us in Matthew 11 when he says, I'm gentle and lowly. Now yeah. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened. I'll give you rest. And so this sentence um, stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read it. Yeah. It's a little bit, bear with me, it's a little bit long. Um, Time and again, it is the morally disgusting, the socially reviled, the inexcusable and undeserving who do not simply receive Christ's mercy, but to whom Christ most naturally gravitates. He is, by his enemy's testimony, the friend of sinners. When we take the Gospels as a whole and consider the composite picture of Jesus as a whole, what stands out most strongly Yes, he's the fulfillment of Old Testament hopes and longings. Yes, he's the one whose holiness causes even friends to fall down in fear, aware of their sinfulness. Yes, he's mighty and authoritative teacher, but the dominant note left ringing in our ears after reading the Gospels is the way the Holy Son of God moves towards, touches, heals, embraces, and forgives those who least deserve it, yet truly desire it. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) And I read it and I thought, I need to remember that I'm the disgusting, reviled one Mm. because so often our lovely middle-class life in Australia, we work so hard at being the one who's not disgusting. You know, that's the whole nature of this sort of striving of the middle class. Yeah. But actually the reality is um, I am morally disgusting aside from the salvation of Jesus Mm. Um, and we all are, and we all are recipients of his mercy. And so I was mm. reading it thinking, oh, that's so nice that Jesus is kind to other people. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus is amazing and is merciful to me. Yeah. And morally disgusting. Yeah. And then I got when I moved past thinking about me, which I often do when I'm reading a book, unfortunately, um, I, just re- I just was struck by his, his description of Christ gravitating towards those he's going to show mercy to. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just a lovely theme of Jesus personally warm and loving mm. to sinners with absolutely nothing to offer mm. him. Um, mm. It's very it humbling. Made me, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, saying? no, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was, I, it just made me think of, um, I couldn't remember whether the woman who breaks the perfume jar over Jesus was described as a prostitute or not. Like I was just, that story just popped into my head as I was reading this chapter. So I went and had a look for it and it turns out not. Um, But 
they're in the house of Simon the leper when it happens. And I thought, <laughs> oh, my goodness, there it is. <laughs> just very subtly in Mark 14, there it is. Yeah. Jesus just in the house of someone who's described in his name as a leper. Like, yeah. Yeah. So has this um, informed your prayer life? Is that yeah? How's it? No, I've only really read the. I only read part of it today. So okay. what I was quoting to you today, I read this morning. Yeah. So not yet. Um, <laughs> but I do think it's it should in mm. that. Um, I often am trying when I'm praying to say things about God to Him that I love. Yeah. But I rarely pray to Jesus about the things I love about him. Mm. And it would make sense that some of this would inform a prayer like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. What I do you can, think? I can see it. There's an open question. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, giving thanks to God for these qualities of Jesus and praising mm. God for his mm. compassion, I think it sort of hits home. It's a, like we confess our sin and, and yeah. just talk that through of like, yeah, yeah good God, point. sorry, I've tended to think your mercy is required for other people but not myself. <laughs> I want to just put myself in that camp yes. here before you. <laughs> and rec- I mean, receive would, the mercy with gladness and yeah. relief and trust. Yeah, uh, That would be good. Mm. Yeah. Well, great. I'm excited to hear you're reading a book uh, that yeah. uh, I've read. I'm, I enjoyed it. I'm sure you will get heaps out of it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. But and, we're out uh, of time and we have time. two things um, yes. to talk about. Firstly, First of all, yes, um, church. We want church. people to come back to church. Yeah, it's, super, yeah. it's so great to be together, isn't it, Richard? Yeah, you've uh, heard mm. me speak about the joys of awkward uh, greetings and um, <laughs> we're keen to have many awkward greetings with uh, <laughs> our local listeners. So, um, we so um, want to see you come back to, yeah, to see you. If you have not got a church of your own, why not come mm. along and visit Under Bible Church? Um, you can just jump on the webpage and you can find all the details about how to come along and um, there is always space for you. We'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Yeah, but also if you've been listening for a while, you'd know we've got um, a promo code to offer you. If you'd like to buy this book, Gentle and Lowly, or another book that we've talked about, you can jump on Reformers Bookshop webpage and in when you go to purchase, type in Homegrown in capitals, in one word, Homegrown, and you'll receive a 15% off discount. So if you're buying That's Christmas right. gifts or something Christmas for someone, gifts. Mm. yes, now's the time to jump in, of course, because Australia Post will get flooded later. Um, but you can use the promo code 15% off. That runs till the end of the year. So enjoy. Yes. We've discussed so many books over mm. this year. So, wow, pretty much any of them uh, would make a great Christmas presents <laughs> for your friends and family. Family. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, I think we're out of time, but it has been great chatting with you, Joe. I look forward to and catching you. up again next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye.